Satan, so you're saying, Holly, Satan has the power to stir up storms. Yes, I am, and here's why. So Adam, in Genesis chapter 1, God created Adam, and God created the earth, and he created all the fullness within the earth, we're told in the Psalms. So right. in Genesis chapter 1, God gave Adam dominion over all the earth. He gave him rule over all the earth, rule okay. over the animals and over the plants, and even told him to name all the animals. Right. So Adam was given dominion over the earth. And when Adam sinned, Adam relinquished. He sold out his right to the dominion over the earth and over, over what we live in today to Satan. And at that point, when Adam sinned, Satan became the god of this world. And maybe you say, oh, that's not true. Holly, how do you say Satan is the god of this world? Because 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 tells me that it is Satan who is the god of this world. You can hmm. read it in the word of God. In the New Testament, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says Satan is the god of this world. So right. Jesus is not the author of storms. Jesus is the one that calms the storms. Jesus rebuked the storms. So catastrophes, storms, tornadoes, all of these what insurance companies call acts of God are not acts of God. God doesn't do bad things to people because God is love, which leads to the next myth. Which is God's got everything under control. <clears throat> so if God has everything under control, if you mean that in the sense that God is ruling the earth right now, then you would be wrong. God doesn't have everything under control. God's not controlling when storms and catastrophes and bad things happen. He's not the one that is in control of the earth right hmm. now. I just showed you 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 says that God, Satan is the God, little g-o-d, of the earth right now. God will rule again one day. When, when Satan is dethroned, God will have rule over the earth again. But right now... He does not because Satan is the God of this world. And it is Satan who is doing all of these horrible things to people. Remember, yeah. we read that Satan comes to steal, to, to kill, and destroy. He has only those three things in mind. He wants to kill. He wants to steal from us. He wants to destroy everything in our life, right. everything about us. Because Satan hates us. Yes. Satan is the one that does bad things. So when we have wars children being killed, sex trafficking, abuse, poverty, disease, sickness, all of these things are Satan. All of these things, Satan is the author of all of this evil. And what happens is people believe in these lies and they blame God for these terrible things that happen. Right. You know, with this God who's in control of everything. Well, God is in control. I hear that all the time. Well, God is in control. But then it makes people go to look at God and accuse God for being in control of some right. poor child who's abducted and murdered or some poor um, female who gets sold into sex trafficking. Yeah. God is not in charge of those things. He's no. not controlling that that is Satan and operating through his the, through evil spirits that 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 get a hold and pervert the hearts of men to do wicked things to yeah. people Satan is behind those things Jesus came only to do good and he came to do the will of the Father which is only good like I said God yeah. is love and love doesn't do bad things to people if we go back to Acts 10 and 38 it says that God who anointed Jesus. It was God who anointed him with the power and with the Holy Spirit. If God anointed Jesus with the, with the power of the Holy Spirit and through power, what is it that Jesus did with that power and with the Holy Spirit? If you look at Acts 10 and 38 again, it says that Jesus went about doing good, 
right. this power that God anointed him with, with the Holy Spirit that God anointed Jesus with. He went about and he did good and he healed all who were oppressed by the devil. So he went about doing good and he went about healing the sick and the terrible things that happen in this world are all a result of the fall of Adam when sin entered the garden. Think about this, if you still don't believe me. In the Garden of Eden, before Adam sinned, lions, bears, tigers, giraffes, yeah. elephants, all the animals lived in peace and harmony together. Right. Lions weren't eating the animals and tearing them apart. No. Man wasn't eating the animals. They were eating of the fruit of the leaves of the trees and the right. fruit of the trees that God provided. They weren't. Man wasn't even eating animals. There was peace and there was harmony. Yeah. There was no death. There were, there were no killings and there was no destruction at all. There was only good harmony and peace. Adam could go and lay down beside a lion and be at perfect peace. Wow. But when he sinned and he lost control of being the ruler and having dominion over the earth and Satan gained the dominion over the earth, Satan brought all of those evil things and the the earth cursed system began yeah so that is um debunking the myth that god is in control everything is under god's control no everything is not under god's control yeah i'm a bit quiet because mm -hmm. a couple of these i mean i didn't think god was causing all of this you know all the awful things that we see happening but at the same time, I, you know, you don't really think about it. You know, like, oh, yeah, well, God, God's God. So he's got it under control, you know. And so you just, you kind of don't think about it when you don't have these scriptures in front of you. So I'm, like, sitting here myself just processing it. Like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> that now, makes so now, much sense. Now, let me, let me clarify the myth is that God is in control of everything. Like, yeah, like all he has the, everything, including, under, including the bad things. Now, if I give God and I surrender my life to Christ and I invite God to come in to the middle of my situation, right. then God takes it. Yes. And we'll talk a little bit about that because what he did even with Job. And he can, and he'll turn. That's why the, you, hear, you read the scripture in the Bible that says that uh, God will take what was meant for your evil and turn it to good. Right. Because Satan meant something, these, these bad things to happen right. to you for your evil. But when we give God control in our lives and we invite him in and give him permission by right. prayer, prayer and believing on him and asking and praying to the Father in the name of Jesus, then God can step in right. and, he will, and he will turn those things that the enemy has meant for evil. Yeah, so just sitting here processing it along with everyone listening. <laughs> That's why I'm so quiet because I'm like, wow, I didn't think about that. <laughs> so let's, let's move on to okay. myth number, number four. four. It's Jesus doesn't heal everyone. He doesn't heal everyone is a lie. That's a myth that is not true. Once again, Acts 10, 38. We go back to that scripture that we read. It says that Jesus healed all. A-L-L. -L, all who were oppressed by the devil. That's all. And all, when you research that word in the Greek, all means all. <laughs> it still means all. <laughs> all. Not some, not partial. It means all. And it also says that 
who were oppressed by the devil. So the devil was the one causing the sickness. Jesus was healing all of those who Satan caused to be sick. He went about healing people that were oppressed by the devil. So oppression by the devil tells me that Satan had something to do with the sickness. Once again, not God. So Mark 16, verse 15, 17, and 18 we were commissioned as the church by Jesus, and this is what it says. And he said to them, this is the church, us believers, right. Christians, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's everyone. Mm-hmm. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, and that's the name of Jesus, they will cast out demons. And then in verse 18, he says, they, talking about believers, Christians, right. the church, will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Which one of the sick in this verse did Jesus say to lay hands on? The sick. The sick. That's the sick. All. He didn't say lay hands on some of the sick. He didn't say you'll lay hands on just a few of the sick. He said just lay hands on the sick. He didn't give. And he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel. The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ to every creature, everyone. Right. Every means every. All. Everyone. Not some. So if God caused people to be sick... And if it was God's will, and he was the one authoring, authorizing uh, people to be sick, and it was his will for people to be sick, then why would he commission us to lay hands on everyone if some of them were supposed to be sick? It wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make any sense. And so if it was his will for some people to remain sick, then Jesus would have said something like this in this passage. He would have had to say, they will lay hands on some sick. They will lay hands on only those that it is the will of God to heal, and others just won't recover. (laughs) That's not as encouraging. But that's not what he said. Right. (laughs) And to prove even further that it's his will for everyone, everyone, not just some people to be healed, everyone, in James 5, verses 14 and 15, it says, is anyone among you sick? Not is a few among you sick is anyone anyone that's all that's everyone let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the lord and the prayer of faith will save the sick not some sick not just one or two sick not just the sick that it's god's will to be healed the sick and the lord will raise him up and if he has committed sins he will be forgiven so is any sick among you among who among the church This is James talking to the church, to God's people. So it must be God's will to heal any of the sick in the church. Because he said to pray for any of the sick, if any among you are sick. So therefore, it's God's will for everyone who is sick to be healed in the church. And if it's his will for any, the word any among you is sick, to be healed, then it cannot be his will for some of those yeah. in the church to stay sick. Wow. Man. Number five. You, you're blowing my mind right now. I'm just sitting here and I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, sorry. Number five. Number five. My sickness is suffering with Jesus. And oh. boy, have I heard this one from personal people I know, very close to me. You know, they're very sick. I mean, everything and anything is wrong with them. And every time I see them, they're like, well, 
my Jesus just wants me to suffer, you know. I guess, you know, me going through all this is because he wants to teach me something and, you know, because he... He said I'd have to suffer with him. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. And you know where they get that from? Um, they're, they are twisting, and have they, which, well, Satan... He's twisting 2 Timothy 2, 12. Now, let me, let, me, let me tell you something. There's a scripture for this. <laughs> There's a scripture for this. <laughs> Satan knows the word of God. Right. If you don't believe me, go and read the account of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness by Satan. Exactly. And when Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness, he used scriptures. Mm-hmm. He used the word of God, the scriptures. Yeah. Psalm 91 was one of them. And he used the scriptures to uh, tempt Jesus by twisting the word of God. Well, yeah. you can just just go throw yourself down from here. And the angels, because Psalm 91 says that the angels will uh, will not even let you, will hold you up lest you dash right. your foot against a stone. So Satan knows, he knows the word and he knows how to take scripture and twist it and cause you to believe a lie mm-hmm. that's not true. And then we are deceived. And if we're deceived and we don't know the truth, then we can't walk in freedom. We can't walk in power and we believe the lies. And if we're in unbelief, we can't receive because you can no. only receive from God by faith. Right. And if you're walking in unbelief, you can't receive. So that's just a side note there. So 2 Timothy 2.12, they're getting, this is what it says. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we suffer, suffer what? It doesn't say what what here. That It doesn't say if we suffer sickness, yeah. if we suffer cancer, we shall reign with Jesus. If we suffer AIDS, we shall reign with Jesus. If we suffer pneumonia, we shall reign with Jesus. It doesn't say that. What did Jesus suffer? <laughs> Jesus suffered persecution. Yeah. He didn't suffer sickness. Jesus was never sick. He never suffered sickness. He suffered persecution. Satan persecuted Jesus Christ. He nailed him to a cross. He beat him. His family didn't believe in him. Satan was the one who caused him to suffer persecution. Jesus suffered through persecution because he stirred up people Mm -hmm. around him not to believe and to fight him Everywhere he turned in his ministry, he had to battle people who didn't believe. He had to battle the Pharisees who were accusing him. Mm -hmm. He had to be spit at. He had his beard ripped out. He was beaten. He suffered persecution. He didn't suffer sickness. So if you live right, you will suffer persecution. Because people, Satan doesn't like the word of God. So if you... You teach and you declare and you proclaim healing. If you go around laying hands on people and and, and delivering them and, and praying over them and they're healed and from sickness, yeah. you will suffer persecution. If you go about sharing the gospel with people and people get saved and you go telling them about the goodness of the gospel of Jesus Christ, Satan is going to come against you and you will yes. suffer persecution. Not a broken leg. Not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exactly. 